Hallelujah. Aren't you grateful he gave us everything? Amen. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love and kindness you've given us, Lord. How wonderful you are and worthy to be praised. Lord, tonight there's sicknesses around in, in our body, Lord. And Lord, and different families suffering tonight. We just ask that you would just come on the scene, Lord, and be the healer among us, Father. We just want to thank you for all that you have done and what you're doing. And God, the victories you've brought in our lives. Where would we be without Jesus? We just ask now that you'd come this evening and speak to our hearts and touch our lives, Lord. Help us in this service, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be turning to Psalm 71. Amen. Also, Isaiah 61. Sure is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I really enjoyed the meetings and what all God done for us. I just even today listening to some more of it today and just rejoicing all over again. Amen. But uh, I'm just thankful that he's not just a God of yesterday. He's a God of today. Amen. And we're glad to be with you this, this evening. Psalm 71 and verse 22 says, I will also praise thee with the psaltery, even thy truth, O my God. Unto thee will I sing with a harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee, and my soul which thou hast redeemed. Also Isaiah 61 and verse 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Amen. We let you be seated. <clears throat> had to pardon me this evening. I, I guess I got a little drainage going on here, but it's all right. It takes a lot of snotting and carrying on anyway sometimes. But, you know, um, just thinking of our meetings, and I believe it was a, a cornerstone meeting, if I could say it that way, it was a something that the Lord really done for us in our church. It's been a wonderful year that we've been in this place. And, and um, I don't know how much longer we got here, but I'm going to enjoy every day that I've got. And uh, I was just today again looking at some of the singing and some of the ministry that was taking place and, and just rejoicing in the things of God. And, and, and I'm expecting miracles and healings and deliverances and testimony after testimony of, of things God has done for us. Amen. And, and I believe that God is, is, is moving greatly in the midst of his children. And, and I believe, you know, as I watch, you know, people that, you know, you wouldn't, you never maybe seen or, or witnessed them before moving in, in the spirit in such a way and God begin to move upon their hearts and and, you know, I, I was just blessed by that. I, 
That's something that blesses me when God moves on his people. Amen. And so I began to think about this rejoicing that taking place, you know, and, and it, you know, I've never been quite in a meeting exactly like that, uh, where it was, where the rejoicing was so great and so, uh, so manifested among us. And, and, you know, there's been times of rejoicing, there's been services of rejoicing, but every service from the very beginning, as Brother Wayne would begin to preach, and, and you've seen the line that it was taken, the line that was drawn, and, and God was sh- wanting to show us something, amen, that God wants a people that will respond to Him. God wants a people that, uh, that can allow themselves to let go and let God have His way, and, and God wants a people that he, can, that he can feel welcomed in, amen, that, that's not pushing him aside, but is welcoming his spirit and, and is moving among them. And, you know, I, I begin to think about the rejoicing and the, and the dancing and the, and the singing and the shouting and the hollering. And, you know, Brother Branham thought about that one day as he, and I know we've heard the story of he stood there and watched, he, I think it was even brought up in the meetings, how he stood there and watched a couple of young people that begin to play on old washboard and, and begin to, you know, play a special and begin to sing. And next thing you know, the Spirit of the Lord fell upon them and they begin to jump out on the floor and begin to dance. And he says, here I was in the seat of the scornful and I, I wish you, I thought, wow, I wish you would look at that, would you? And I begin, I'd been telling my church till they was all wondering what I was going to do about it. They, I kept looking at her and I thought, look at that. If that isn't something, it's making a tavern out of my church. I was sitting there not knowing any better. I wasn't saying nothing, but in my heart, I was thinking it. And I watched her for a little while. She was dancing. And the first thing you know, I said, now, wait a minute. I wonder if the lady's got any scripture for what she's doing. I began to think about the scriptures. And I said, where was dancing ever ordained at the first place in the Bible? And, and what, what made them dance? And he said, I begin to think of the children of Israel as they crossed the Red Sea. And Miriam looked back and seen all of those taskmasters drown. And she picked up a tambourine and, and began to dance up on the shores there of the Red Sea and beat that tambourine running down and up and down those shores. And I thought, wow, that, all the other daughters of Israel following her dancing, I thought, well, that must have been victory there. And I've seen David, when his little sweetheart sitting up there behind her little fan, a fanning, looking as cute, you know, her cute little boyfriend David standing out there in the ark. Amen. Begin coming back to his rightful place and position. And she, he began to dance around it. And, you know, she began to say, well, why you embarrass me? He said, well, if you don't like that, and watch this. And around and around he went again. You know, what, is, what was it? God looked down from heaven and said, David, you're a man after my own heart. I thought, you know, there's one thing the matter with me. I don't have enough victory, maybe. Amen. And I got sitting there and I got my Methodist foot begin to pat. And the first thing you know, God being my judge, before I knew what I was doing, I was on the floor there dancing around that little girl. Dancing around that little girl, I said, God, take me out of the seat of the scornful and never let me look at, let me look at everything sensibly before I ever pass judgment anymore. And he, you know, he goes on to another place and he says, you know, what if someone tonight would come and give you a money order for a million dollars? You know, we just had that lottery that was, you know, I know it's been in the news, you know, 1.6 billion. You know, what could you, and somebody today won that or yesterday won that, understand. But what if somebody walked in here with a something and says, here, here's your million dollars. He says, would you rejoice about it? 
Would you shout about it? He said, maybe they've been a man. They've been tattered and poor, dirty and ugly. And no matter what he looked at, it isn't the messenger. It's the message he gives you. He said, sincerely, uh, here I am. You can now rejoice because you're worth a million dollars. He said, I, I can't see what you, somebody might say, well, I can't see what you're rejoicing about. He said, it ain't for them to see what you're rejoicing about. He said, it's for you because you have received what you're rejoicing about. Amen. So look at here, that money order. Before it could ever be written, there had to be a million dollars deposited there. And he said, when you read the Bible... And it makes you carry on so that you begin to dance. You begin to shout. You begin to hear he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for an hour iniquity. You begin to hear whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. Well, we should just start rejoicing. Amen. Why? Well, that's just words. That's just a bunch of black ink here on paper. He said, but brother, before the word could ever be written, there had to be a deposit made there. And that deposit was made at Calvary. And every one of us has an account there. Hallelujah. We can draw off of it tonight. Just anything you have need of. He's standing ready with a pen to write out your check. Oh, no wonder we're happy people. No wonder we can rejoice in the God of our salvation, for he is marvelous and wonderful. You know, I begin to look at others that begin to testify and begin to worship God before. You know, sometimes we, we, it's easy, you know, to worship God and to testify when we see it already happen. But you know, Mary, you know, she didn't wait till she was positive she was going to have a child. Mary didn't wait till she felt life before she said anything about it. She started right away. Amen. She started testifying. She started telling people that she was going to have a baby when there was not even a sign of it yet. She began to rejoice. Why? He said, God, give us some more Marys. Hallelujah. Give us some more marriage. We don't have to wait for signs and wonders. We take God at his word and we start rejoicing about it. Oh, I believe if every patient in this building, if every person upon this is sitting here tonight would have that kind of heart and believe it and start testifying and praising God before you get your healing, before you get your deliverance, the meeting would not close and there would be not one sick person among us. God is under obligation to answer his word. He said, I want you to notice closely as Zacchaeus began to, Zacharias began to hear of Elizabeth from the angel. You know, he had plenty of examples to go by. And I'm going to give you some examples tonight of dancing in the Bible. It's, it's deeper than just a couple stories. Amen. Uh, you know, but he had many examples to go by. Sarah, here 100 years old, received a child. Mary didn't have those examples. But she didn't question. She said, Behold, the hands made unto the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And she didn't wait till she was positive. She didn't wait till she felt the baby move. She started right there praising God for it. Because God had promised it to her. He said, brother and sister, give us some more Marys. Give us some more Marys. Amen. Who will take God at his word. Not wait till you feel something. Not wait till your son and daughter comes to the house of God. But go ahead and start praising him now. Amen. Start shouting about it. That's the kind of people we need. 
And if we have that type of people in this audience, there would not be one sick person among us. Take God at his word and start rejoicing. She went around telling everybody, I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. How do you know you are? God said so. Amen. Amen. I like that. She took God at his word and started rejoicing. Amen. She couldn't stand still. She had to go tell somebody. Anybody that's ever come in contact with God has to tell somebody else. Hallelujah. Away she went. Amen. And told Elizabeth, her husband, her cousin. Amen. He said, I want you to notice a difference, brother. He said, get your shockproof vest on. Listen, there's a preacher that's got all kinds of examples to look back there and disbelieved it, talking about Zacharias. He said, but this little girl, instead of questioning, she took the angel at his word. Hallelujah. I wonder what would happen among us when the angel behind the pulpit begins to speak the word of God. We don't question it. We just begin to rejoice and say, that's me. I believe it. Be it unto me according to thy word. We need some more Marys who can take God at his word and start rejoicing over it. She didn't wait till it was positive. She just took God at his word. Don't wait. Now, when my hand gets a little better, I'll believe. Or when this happens, I'll believe it now and start rejoicing. Take God at his word. It'll produce exactly what he said he did. He said, brother, I feel like a holy roller right now. He said, you're going to call me that anyhow, so you might as well get started at it. But look at Mary when the Holy Ghost told her, you're going to have a child. She didn't reason it. She just said, here I am, Lord. Amen. She went around rejoicing. She went around believing. Now, I, I don't have time for this, but I, I just looked at almost thousands of times. Brother Branham, in a prayer line, would talk to the patient that came before him, whether it be man or woman, boy or child, didn't matter. He would tell them what their problem was, and he would tell them what their situation was. And sometimes he didn't even say, you know, the, you know there were times that he said, well, the darkness has left, you're healed. It was times he pronounced them healing, but every, almost every time he would look at me and say, now you go rejoicing. Go look it up. There's thousands of them nearly. You go rejoicing. He didn't say go. He didn't say well, go feel like you're healed. Go believe. He said go rejoicing and receive your healing. Go rejoicing and receive it. He said if you want a revival, start watering the word. What was he telling them people coming through? I've told you your problem. God has spoken. He's told you the problem. He's told you the situation. He's told you now you want to receive what's it for you. Go water it. Go rejoice for it. Amen. Go water. And he says, you want a revival? Start watering it. Oh, it makes me feel religious myself. If you want to come out of the wheelchair, start watering the word. If you want to come out of that cancer, start watering the word. Come on now. We've witnessed that here in our own assembly. A woman that started watering the word. And what happened? She walked out of the cancer. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, little Ricky tonight, here's a testimony that God heals cancer. He heals cancer. He heals our sickness thousand times thousand. Almighty said, infallible proofs we've seen him move in our, our time. Here's one I'll read it to you. He said, how do you do, sister? Let's see your hand. You have a greater faith than I expected. Oh, I like to be that kind of person. 
greater faith than I expected. You had a gorder when you walked up here, but it's gone now. I believe that God healed you. Go rejoicing. Amen. It's gone from you. Now go rejoice and sing in praises. Let us say praise be to God. That's when faith ought to be. Now, friends, to you as here might not understand. These people are not just excited because something has caused the excitement. It's their souls being blessed to see the presence of Almighty God come down and take a gorder off of somebody. This word, as we read here, and there's many times it's mentioned through the Bible of rejoicing. It's not the word that maybe you might in your mind think of maybe, oh, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be it unto me. You know, you, how many wants to know what this word is? It means to spin around. <laughs> Under the influence of a violent emotion. <laughs> it means to be glad. It means to be joyful. It means to rejoice. It's used 45 times in the Bible. First Chronicles 16, 31. It says, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. In other words, let, it, let, it, let something happen. Amen. It's not just sitting there and feeling a good feeling. It's, it's not just having a good time. Amen. There's something going on. Amen. Psalms 13, I don't have time. There's a, there's a whole list of them. Psalms 13 and verse 5 says, have, have trusted in thy mercy, shall rejoice in thy salvation. I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Amen. Psalms 31, 7 says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. This I will be glad is the same root word. I will be glad. I, there's a violent emotion taking place. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's something that's going on. It, it's not just how you doing. I'm glad to be here. It's glad we had it. It was a good service. Bye. See you Sunday. But something's taking place. Psalms 32 and verse 11 says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Hallelujah. Psalms 96, 11, Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the seas roar in the fullness thereof. Psalms 97, 1, The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Amen. There ought to be something within you well up right there. Amen. I'm going through situations, but the Lord reigneth. I have sickness in my body, but the Lord reigneth. I have things going on in my home, but the Lord reigneth. There's something welling up on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Mercy. Isaiah 61 and verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Habakkuk 3 and verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Zechariah 9 and verse 9, rejoice greatly. O daughter, shout. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold. Zechariah 10 and verse 7, see it, be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. You say, well, that's a bunch of Old Testament stuff. Okay, wait, we're going. Hold on just a minute. There's another word that's also used, rejoice. It's a different root word. You say, well, maybe that's mine. I, I might need that one. That might be a little more calmer. 
It's used also in the Bible, mainly in the New Testament. Oh, good. We're a New Testament church. All right. Properly, it means to jump for joy. <laughs> it literally means to jump much. This is the Bible. I, I, it means to jump much. It means to leap for joy. It means to skip. Amen. It means to skip and jump with happy excitement and so to be exceedingly joyful, overjoyed, exuberantly happy. The idea is this person shows their excessive, ecstatic joy by leaping and skipping. <laughs> it describes jubilant exaltation, a quality of joy that remains unhindered and unchanged by what happens throughout the day. Hallelujah. This is the rejoicing I'm talking about. You can rejoice when you have your worst day because the Lord reigneth. You can rejoice when it seems all hell is against you. Why? Because all heaven is also for you. Amen. It's just, it's, this includes not just the experience of the state of great joy and gladness, but it's accompanied by audible Verbal expression, appropriate visible body movement. Boy, I'm rejoicing. You know, Brother LaFontaine used to say something I thought was pretty happy. He said, How many is happy? How many is happy? Well, notify your face. Amen. Amen. This is the way. Great rejoicing contains more than an inward placid serenity of mind or a sensation of comfort. It shows itself in the countenance and conduct, but especially in praise and gratitude. It is a joy which leaps for joy. It has been put, and it is a, as it's been put, it is a joy of a climber who's reached the summit and who leaps for joy that the mountain has been conquered. Why did Miriam dance? Because they had been conquered. Why was David doing what he was doing? Well, the word was returning. And the Philistines had been conquered. Why was we seeing what we were seeing here a few nights ago? And by God, hopefully we'll see them again. With the presence of God coming on the scene. Time after time. I'm not satisfied with one weekend of services. I'm not satisfied with one Sunday or one Wednesday. I say, God, pour it out. Hallelujah. It is used, this word that we describe here is used in Matthew 5 and verse 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Woo! Amen. People can get excited about a million dollars and be gone tomorrow. People can get excited about a new car that can be wrecked to the next, the next few hours. People can get excited about a new house that can burn down the next day. But your reward is great in heaven. That's not something that's temporary. That's something that's eternal. And if we can get excited about things that are temporary here upon this earth, how much more should it pulsate in our hearts and our lives when we see the eternal benefits? Luke 1 and verse 47 says, My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. 
Luke 10, 21. Oh, boy, here you go. Let me back up. Let's look at verse 18. Luke 10 and verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I've given to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Oh, my God. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And in that hour, Jesus, here's that same word, rejoice in the spirit. Hallelujah. Something began to well up in him. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid thee. You know, we want to think of Jesus. I thank thee, O Father, of earth, of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent. That wasn't the way Jesus was doing it. I thank you, O Father. I thank you, Lord. Amen. I thank you that you have hid these things from the wise and the prudent, but you've revealed them unto the babes. I thank you, Father, too. Hallelujah. That you have opened my eyes that I can see and my ears that they can hear. All things are delivered, my Father, and no man knoweth the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. Thank you, Father. And he turned to the disciples and said privately, Blessed are your eyes, for you see these things. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you have seen and have not seen them and to hear the things which you hear and have not heard them. Luke chapter 13 and verse 10. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift her up herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Run to her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. And he laid his hands on her. Immediately she was made straight. And what'd she do? Glorified God. Let me ask you, how do you think that was? (laughs) How do you think that was? 18 years she'd been cowered down, brought down by this whole spirit of infirmity. I've seen people like that. It's a pitiful sight. And here she come walking into this church service. Jesus was teaching. She just walking in. And Jesus saw her walking to go into her pew. He said, come here. How many remember that when that was your service? When Jesus said, come here. Come here. I got, I got to talk to you for a minute. And he laid his hands on her. And all of a sudden, all those bones begin to pop. Amen. 
I don't think that was just, oh, thank you, Jesus. No, no, no. (laughs) It was a violent emotion that took over her. Amen. Here she was. She rejoiced. She glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogues answered with indignation. They didn't have the same rejoicement. Why? Because they weren't the same. They weren't bound the same. Amen. Because of Jesus has healed on the Sabbath day and said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to work and them are coming to be healed and not on the Sabbath. Ain't that amazing? You can act how you want to act on the sixth day, but on the seventh, you better not do nothing like that. You can go out and act yourself a fool. You can go out there and do whatever you want to. But coming to church, you better be sanctified and some holy and, and dignified. And Come on. Y'all not act like that on the Sabbath day. But when he had said these things and all his adversaries were ashamed. And we go back verse, and he said, ought not this woman, back again, the Lord did answer and said, thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or ass from the stall and lead him away to water? And ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? A daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound these 18 years, be loose from this bondage on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people, what? Rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Hallelujah. Luke 19 and verse 37 says, When he came nigh, even now at the descent of Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Oh, yeah, this didn't just happen in our day. This was way back when my forefathers did the same thing. If you don't like it, blame them. It's from the same bloodline. Amen. The whole multitude began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees that was among the multitude said unto Master, Rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. I don't know about you, but I'm not letting a rock take my place. I'm not letting a bird take my place. I'm not letting you take my place. But as long as I'm alive, I'm going to glorify the King of Kings. Amen. The poor people heard him gladly. They rejoiced and screamed and began shouting. One day when he come riding in on a little mule, come trotting in, they said, well, this will fulfill what the spoken to the prophet. Coming in on his mule, people again holler, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Those big self-styled DDDs and PhDs and all that standing out there with the collars turned around, said, make them hold their peace. They just nearly shiver me to death. He said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. See, what it was, that same spiritual rock that was in the wilderness was coming through. And it was watering spiritually every believer when he came in. They couldn't hold their peace. Whoa! They couldn't hold their peace. Oh, yeah. 
John 8 and verse 54 says, Jesus answered, said, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying, Your Father, Abraham, rejoice. Same word. Abraham didn't just stand there and look. Abraham was skipping. He was jumping. He was twirling. He was rejoicing to see the day. Come on now. Philippians 4 verse 4 says rejoice. I mean, knows this one by heart. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Mercy. Is that not enough right there to go ahead and rejoice about? Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Amen. Greatly rejoice. Though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Now, ain't it amazing that you're going through temptations, yet you're rejoicing? You can go through trials and still rejoice. You can go through the worst days of your life and still have rejoicing in your heart. Because really this rejoicing is not just something I'm talking about that's, uh, that, uh, that's just, just only on the physical realm. It comes from much deeper than that. That's why the devil can't shut it up. Because he, no, he ain't got no key to it. Sister Kathy said something the other day when she began to rejoice at the end of that service. She said, I don't know. She said, I didn't start it, and I couldn't stop it. <laughs> I like that. Because if you can't stop it and you can't start it, the devil can't either. He ain't got no shut off. He ain't got the rights to come to your life and say, Gap, that's enough out of you, old boy. No, you don't like that? Watch this. Amen. Now, he ain't got the rights to tell you that, that you can't rejoice in the power of God, that you can't give God glory, and you can't give our God honor. He says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold. How many will rejoice over some gold? But it being more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, in whom you have not seen, ye love, in whom though ye not see him now, ye believe it, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. First Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice! Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, well, brother, what, what happens when we get over there? Okay. Revelation 19 and verse 1. It said, after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven. 
Oh, I like that. Much people. I'm one of them. Saying hallelujah. How do you think they were saying it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whole which did corrupt the earth with their fornication. And hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped and sat on the throne saying, Amen. Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God. All ye servants and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, as the voice of mighty thunder, and saying, Hallelujah. Oh, I wish I had the voice. Hallelujah. The Lord of God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the son of the lamb has come and his wife and his wife hath made herself ready. The Branham, she said, when you start bringing the word, he said, that's the thing that actually brings life is the word. But it also brings the joy of stimulation of the new wine. Oh, yeah. Yes, and that's what it was on Pentecost when the word was vindicated. It was the joy of stimulation of the new wine. The same works that he's doing now, what kind of church did he have at the beginning? A church that was filled with the Spirit. It healed the sick. It prophesied great signs and wonders. It wasn't a shame of their religion. They shouted. They danced on the Spirit like drunk men. Had cloven tongues like fire upon them. They'd done signs and wondered. Exploits followed them. That's the kind of church it was at the beginning. That's the kind of church it'll be in the middle. That's the kind of church it'll be at the end. Hallelujah. He said, I think our expressions that we should constantly long to be in worship. I don't know about you, but I've been drunk since then with meetings. I, I, I look at people and just laugh and smile and just for no reason. I can't help it. There's something bubbling on the inside of me. Go back and listen and I just get all excited, all over, get drunk all over again. It ought to be our longing to be in worship. To worship the Lord. When we come together to worship Him, we ought to worship Him at home. We ought to worship Him while we're driving our car. Wherever we are, worship the Lord. Rejoice. The Bible said, let everything that hath breath praise you the Lord. Praise you the Lord. Even if He ain't got no breath, still praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, of course, somebody worshiping the Lord, that's the way it should be. Hello. That's the way it should be. That's what you're here for. To worship the Lord. Just if you feel like praising or shouting, go on with it. Because that's what you're here for, is to worship the Lord in your own way of worshiping. Brother Brown, I'm talking about neglect. 
He said, you neglect to eat, you'll die. You neglect to turn a corner, you wreck. You neglect to milk a cow, she'll go dry. You neglect your teeth, you have to have them all pulled out. You'll pay for your neglection. And he says, oh, Branham Tabernacle. And I'll say, oh, Evening Light Tabernacle. Let me tell you something now. You neglect to testify of the glory of God. You neglect to give God the praise and glory. You'll find yourself cold, formal, backslidden one of these days. You give God praise. Hallelujah. You give God praise. Brother Brandon said, that's how I got healed one time. The devil says, you ain't healed. You're not a bit different. I said, stick around. Stick around. I want you to hear me testify. You want to hear it? Just hang around, he said. That's all you have to do. I'll burn your ears every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll burn your ears every day because I'm going to sing his praise as long as I can. And he left me. Hallelujah. That's why I never get tired of the testimonies. You can tell, tell of Drew's healing. You can tell of, of a brother, uh, brother David Dexter's healing. You can tell of Sister Lana's healing. You can tell of Mariah's. You can tell it every day. I'll never get tired of hearing it. The devil does, but I never get tired of hearing it. God don't get tired of hearing it. Any testimony. Says a little cigarette sucker sits back and smokes and blows up his nose like he was a freight train. That's all he's got. Can't hardly blame him. That's all the joy he knows. Wow, some joy. That's all he knows about. He's a pig by nature. Shame on you who profess to be Christian and rely on such things for joy. He says the Holy Ghost gospel is nothing but one great big powerhouse of joy. My, the Holy Ghost gospel is perfect, is a perfect intoxication for every man that's got the blues. I'll read that one more time. The Holy Ghost is a perfect intoxication for any man that's got the blues. You take a drink of the gospel of Jesus Christ and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're drunk until you leave this world. You're drunk until you leave this world. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's a constant stimulation. It's a constant intoxication. Drunk day and night. That's the word of God. You you want to know how not to have a hangover? Take another drink. (laughs) Amen. If you go by church and everything just is dead and still, he said, I don't know. But when it makes noise, when he makes a noise, you know, he lets the people know that God is still on the throne. God answers prayer. People still have the Holy Spirit shouting the praises of God, glorifying God, making a lot of noise. The congregation said, well, he must be around. This is a live place. When we go into the Holy of Holies and claim to be Christians, there's got to be some noise made. 
I don't mean a lot of this nonsense. I mean some real, true noise. Here's a man and woman kneeling right here, Christians for years. He said, I'm not going to unchristianize them, but what I'm trying to do is tell them that devil has been haunting them and keeping them out of the full joy of God. The Holy Ghost is joy. I wake up drunk. I go to bed drunk. I'm drunk all day long. I'm drunk all night long. He says, I'm drunk when I go fishing. I'm drunk when I'm preaching. I'm drunk when I go hunting. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Don't you want to be that way? Full of the Holy Ghost so it stimulates you. He said, we don't have 500 at the altar right now. We just have to take God at his word and start rejoicing. Something will happen. It'll bring the word of life as a water as you water with praise. What makes the seed grow? Water it. What makes the word of God grow is the praises of his children. And Jesus told them to wait in the upper room in the city of Jerusalem until they were endued with power from high. The word fell on their ears. They was in the temple continually praising God day and night. What was they doing? Watering the promise. Jesus made the promise. I'm going to water the promise. All of a sudden, there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. The word was being watered, and it took life and started growing. You want a revival? Start watering the word. You want healing? Start watering the word. Oh, he said, it makes me feel religious right now. Water the word. If you want to come out of the wheelchair, start watering the word. And the devil will tell you, you're going to lose some good time. The best time I ever had has been in the house of God. Well, you say, well, the preaching's too long. Get some more of the Holy Ghost. Warning label. <laughs> Mercy. You know, the same people get filled up on about 15, 30 minutes is the same people that'll sit for two hours and gone themselves down with everything Hollywood has to offer and not think a bit about it. Go and do their visiting and their lollygagging and their stuff and not think nothing about it. Right. Oh, it's, it's 12.30, Brother Tim. Oh, is the... Hey, listen, if that's the way you feel, you're dismissed. There's some people here that wants to hear the word of God. There's some people here with a hunger in their heart. There's some true Israelis here that say, hey, I'm in the land. I've felt the power of God like I've never felt before. I've experienced the presence of God like I've never witnessed before. I'm hearing words of eternal life. Said people think they're going to lose some good times. You're going to lose some privileges, but he's lying to you. He said, especially you young people. He says, you don't have to drink. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to run around these places for amusement. The Holy Spirit is a million times better than anything the devil could ever offer you. 
Why don't you have to get drunk on a string, strong drink to have a big time? Sinners do that. You don't have to because I've been 30, 23 years old preaching. I've been drunk the whole 23 years on the Holy Spirit. It's a stimulation of itself. I always got joy. I always got happiness. I always feel good. Mercy. The Lord is here. If I'm sick in body, he's got me happy in my soul. If things ain't going good, things are going good in my soul. My bad in my body or vice versa makes any different. God is always here. I'm always stimulated with a pleasure that's joy unspeakable and full of glory. The Bible said, be not drunk upon strong drinks, which is excess, but be drunk on the spirit. What's the matter today? We ought to get so drunk till our carcasses would be so full of the Holy Ghost. Until nothing else can perch on its way. Trouble of it is we don't want to get in a good old-fashioned Pentecostal drunk. Oh, Jesus. When the truth of a promised word of God has been given, truly revealed to his saints, that's filled with oil. They got all stimulated. Wine is stimulation. It has the same effect upon them that wine does upon a natural man. Because when the revelation has been given of the truth of God and the true believers filled with oil and the revelation is revealed, that stimulation becomes so great that it'll make him behave himself unnormal. I saw a bunch of you unnormal. I let the world know this church don't make the normal list. You can have your normal. You can have your formal. You can have your godless religion. But I want something with life in it. I want a God who will answer by fire. New wine, it can only be put in new Pentecostal bottles. God got 120 of them gathering up in the upper room after he oiled it by his word and softened them up and renewed. Got all the orthodoxy out of them. An old system. God had 120 bottles laying there. Their necks up and the funnel on top. Oh, come on now. Yeah, don't worry about your hairdo. Stick the funnel right there. Say, God, fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Pour it out every service. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Yes, Lord, that's why I came. I came so you could come and speak to me. I didn't come to be heard or seen. I didn't come to have just a good clap and a good stomp. I come to have a visitation by the same angel that spoke to Mary. And my response is, be it unto me according to thy word. The only way you're ever going to see your way out, listening, is an old-fashioned spiritual revival where the hallelujahs of God is ringing in the bottom of your heart. An old-fashioned Holy Ghost-sent revival hits the place, then you will begin to see things. Oh, yeah. God will begin to reveal things. Then you'll wonder... Why these real Christians are hanging home? Why they're praying for you? What a revival he got in the spirit. That's the reason people have dances. If they didn't have a dance, so they could get in the spirit of dancing. You can't, you can't have a ball game unless you get in the spirit of a ball game. You've got to get in the spirit of it. And if we can ever have a revival in Shreveport or anywhere else, uh, we can never do it until the church gets in the spirit of revival. 
God can come and perform miracles. He can show signs and wonders. He can stretch forth his hand to heal the sick and the afflicted. The preacher can preach the gospel as hard as he can. But there'll never be a revival until the church gets in the spirit of it. Maybe there's some critics out there that you're a noisy group. All right. Got a quote for you, too. He says, I know you think we're an awful noisy bunch, but I can prove to you if there ain't noisy, there ain't no God. That's right. If there ain't no noise, there ain't no God. He said, listen, the Old Testament with Aaron anointed with the rose of Sharon, the anointing oil that's running down his beard to the hems of his skirt. He'd taken the sacrifice and he went into the Holy of Holies. And when he went behind that curtain, he had a pomegranate bell and a bell and they'd hit together. And when he walked, he played holy, holy into the Lord. God wanted noise. Brother Brandon would say everywhere he went, there was noise. You can't help yourself. When I see him risen among us, I can't help myself. When I see him performing the word among us, I can't help myself. When I see him raising the dead, I see him bringing our lost loved ones back in, I can't help myself. I say, Gabriel, blow the horn. Crank up the music. Let's have a shouting time. Hallelujah. Why? The King of Kings is here. The Lord of Lords is here. Hosanna, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Holy, holy unto the Lord. Scoffer says, look at them. What do they think they are? Holy, holy unto the Lord. Bells playing. Music going on. You can't get away from it, church. It's all through the Bible. He inhabits the praises of his people. Water the word. If you need something for God, water the word. What started, what started the Welsh revival? Says so a man that was up there, I believe, speaking or praying. All of a sudden, a little girl in the back just got so overcome. Just stood up and said, I love the Lord with all my heart. Right. And the power of God hit that place. Word tonight is a Mary that say, be it unto me according to thy word. Word would be another one say, I love the Lord with all my heart. I love you with all my heart, God. I, I don't want to hold nothing back. I, I don't want to quench this moving of the Holy Ghost. Lord, if you want to move, here I am. Let me be a vessel you choose to move in. Let me be one that you choose to speak in, Father. Let me be one you choose. Hallelujah. Would it be somebody that just say, I, I want to water the word. 
I just want to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I just want to glorify his name. I want to rejoice in the word, the joy that comes from serving him. Hallelujah. I want to be somebody say, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Father, for delivering me. I'll say it. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for the deliverance you brought in my life. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. Oh, yes, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, God, I'm watering you. Lord, praise, Lord. Yes, God, come by my way, Father. Move down my aisle. Move into my pew. Move in my heart. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. Mercies are new every morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah. I love you, Father, with all of my heart. Jesus, we love you, Father. Oh, God, we love you. We praise you. We worship you, Father. We glorify your name, Lord. There's truly none like you. You're our God. You're our Savior. Lord, let us take another drink. Let us take another drink, Father, from the well of life. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Music can come. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We worship you, Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not his benefits, for he forgives all of thy iniquities. He heals all of thy diseases. What a great God. What a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Father. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Jesus, we love you, Lord. It's time to sing the songs again. Whatever may pass and whatever. 